This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Uh, today is a spectacular day as we um, are recording this. And it's just, uh, it's the kind of day that I would love to have this be summer all year round. And I would be really happy. <laughs> I'm with Forget you, the Lenny. humidity. Forget the crap like that. I, I would be happy if it was in the upper 70s. Low 80s, low humidity, yay, I'm a happy camper. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. So, plans for Mother's you. Day? I don't know what we're doing yet. Um, I don't know. We were supposed to go to the beach with my brother Jimmy, but we are not. Um, so, to I'm the not beach? Sure. To the beach, down to his place at, the, uh, at uh, Seaside Heights. Oh, in New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're That's not. Nice. We cannot go now. We had, we had okay. to make alternate plans. We had to, we had to skip those plans. Um, okay. So, but, yeah, I don't know yet. I just, I think we'll just hang around and chill out. And yeah. Do nothing. Yeah. I don't have anything planned either, except uh, probably spend some time at the lake. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Nothing exciting. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that either. No, there isn't, um, especially because it should be a fairly nice weekend. It would be nice to just chill out, do some fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, Patrick decided today that he was um, needing to go somewhere and purchase a gift for me for Mother's Day from Calvin and Hobbes. So he did. And now he's like he always is. He came back with a gift, and now he wants to know how many days until I can open it. He loves, loves, loves to, to give anybody a gift. And it's, he can't stand to have it and not be able and to that, give yeah. it to somebody and open it. Uh-huh. He hates it. Yeah. That's so... <laughs> So he's asking me now, okay, today is Thursday. I said, yes. 
And he said, and when will you open it? I said, on Sunday. Okay, so that's, he's going through the math of how many days. I think I have to take it away from him so he doesn't see it. And that will hopefully make him not think about that. But he'll be he'll be after me on, on Saturday to open it up. I'll say, no. <laughs> ah, that's cute. It is cute. It is cute. So will your will your boys be uh doing anything to help you celebrate Mother's Day? No, I don't think Sean is away. So he just as a matter of fact Oh he is? Anita would love to see this because John and Katie are gone to a wedding in uh, North Carolina, and it's an Indian wedding. And Sean just, Katie and Sean just sent me a picture of them in their full, full, full Indian regalia. So wow. Um, yeah, and I don't really think Indians make their those the, the headpieces for men when you have a big Irish head like Sean does. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. It, was, it looked like the same when Tommy played Jean Valjean in Prep's play of Les Mis, and he was yeah. Jean Valjean, and he had he had the this hat on. And it looked like a big, like Abraham Lincoln hat, and it looked like it just barely fit the big Irish cabin head. And Sean, it looks, <laughs> even though Sean's head is not as big as Tommy's, um, it looks gigantic with this headpiece. I'm going to have to send it to you. <laughs> I'm thinking, these, this doesn't fit his head, but okay. Well, I never knew that when you go, well, maybe I did know this. I remember some clients going to a, um, an Indian wedding, and they were dressed in Indian clothing. But I didn't think that was uh, kind of the thing, because where do you buy it, or do you rent it? Well, I think you you must rent it. I don't think anyone's going to buy it who's never going to wear it again. But Right. But where did they get it, in New York? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, that's He's never told me. He didn't even tell me he was wearing. He had to get in any type of dress. I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I told Nisha and I told Sunita that one of, my, one of the things on my bucket list was to have someone um, who is Indian to dress me in one of those incredibly beautiful, colorful saris and all the other stuff that goes with it because I just think that the colors are so incredibly vibrant. And I, I love that whole thing. I just think they're beautiful with all the sparkly stuff and the gold and the, all the stuff that's woven into the clothing, the cloth. It's just spectacular. And I would, I'd love to go to one and wear something like that. But I don't know that that's in the cards, so. Well, I mean, you know, what you see, you see that and you, you wonder um, what it's... Well, I, I don't have to go to a wedding. I'm just saying that I would like to go somewhere and have somebody dress me in one of those or two of those or whatever and just take some pictures because I just love the colors. I've always been so fascinated by the brilliance of the colors and the combinations of what they do. There's nothing, nothing timid or shy 
about any of that clothing. And it's it's just I love it. I just love that those colors. Yeah. So that would be fun. I'd like to do that. So I put I put that out there to Nisha and to Sunita, but I haven't heard anybody say anything yet, so well, they are beautiful, and they Katie, are. it looks it's very pretty. It's like a cranberry red, and Sean yeah. has on these like white linen straight pants and comfortable slide-on like a loafer, a loafer-style shoe, and then a like a like a cornflower, not cornflower, but like a what's like a a sunflowery long linen tunic, and then he has on a red cranberry red scarf that has like gold threads in it like like starburst looking like um, uh, little emblems and he's wearing that around his neck and long and then the hat has the same color in it so and Mm -hmm. then katie has this magnificent piece on her head like down the part of her hair and onto her um her uh, her forehead and and big earrings and you know the bare midriff and yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful she they look great mm-hmm. they really do uh so you're going to send me that picture yeah i'll send it to you yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I can't do it right this moment or i'll keep no going. no it's okay but send it yeah. to me i love the well i, I say i can do it i just can't because this phone sometimes clicks off when I do that so I don't all right that's fine yeah that's fine so 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 when um, today I had a today I had I had coffee well I really didn't I just stopped in quickly but I met with um West one of West Side's finest Matt McGloin today for um, a little conversation and uh he's just such a nice young guy um so that's where I was mm-hmm. with him today. And it was kind of, I mean, I've been talking to him, you know, through the process, but you just kind of met him one-on-one and we had a nice conversation. So um, I'm very happy with that young guy. He's um, got a lot of poise and character and um, I think he'll be a great county commissioner. I really do. If Hopefully with fingers crossed, um, he may be one of the, the, the two elected to um, the Democratic ticket. So, um, and of course, my other buddy, Mr. Jerry, Jerry Notariani. So, you know, not that I'm revealing mm-hmm. anything, but they're my, they're my vote. They're who I'm voting for. So I'm happy. Yes. Um, you, you get to know these people a little bit better. It's, it's nice. And, of course, um, those things are important. So to, to, How's to know. How's campaign going? Well, he's doing the best he can. He said it's it's amazing when he's doing a lot of door to door, and of course oh. that's what he's doing the next couple of days. And um, he took some time and ran down to meet me, and then he was going back to West Side to knock on a few doors. And he said it's funny mm-hmm. when people answer the door, they almost they, they said he said what he's hearing is you're really doing a lot of this old fashioned stuff. And and, <laughs> and he said yeah, well I think every you know a lot of people are. So um, yeah. It makes a difference when you see someone in the flesh and they're standing there on your porch. And I said, Matt, you know what the thing is? In every house and every place that you don't necessarily know the people, here's one thing most of them can do and most will is vote. So getting to know them and them to feel more secure 
you know, and here you are, this big, you know, NFL football player. Um, it's kind of yeah. neat, you know, played at West Grant and then did well at Penn State and then the NFL for a few years. And that's kind of neat when you, when you think about it. So, um, yes. and then coming back here to this town, which he didn't have to do, he could have gone anywhere. And yeah. um, he didn't. He's raising two young boys in Lackawanna County and his family is here and it's, it's a good thing. Um, you know, you never forget where you came from and it's always nice to go back. So, um, and let's remind everybody, when is voting day? When's primary day? It's this coming Tuesday, the 16th, yes. May 16th. And you know what, yes. there, I will say, I went to the debate, I think I told you, and everybody yes. was civilized, and it was kind of, that was really nice. Um, they're, all, they're all good people. There isn't, there isn't a, uh, you know, as far as the Democrats, they, I don't know the one man, but all of the other ones that I, and I don't know two of them, but one of them I was impressed with, as I told you, Mr. Robeson, um, when he was uh, at the debate. But, um, you know, they're kind of the dark horses in this race. But, um, you know, all of them are doing a wonderful job. I think of doing, you know, playing by the rules and, and seeing what happens. So, you know, get out there and vote, please. It's important and um, it's important to, for us as, as just citizens of Lackawanna County to, and I know people hear us that aren't Lackawanna County, but just in general, vote. It's your power. Vote. So um, don't take it for granted and do it. That's God good. knows, Lynn, we as women took a long time for that to happen. So, yep, um, it did. yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was um, yeah. Any birthdays? So, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, no, Lynn, I don't know that. Do you okay. have any? No, I was just thinking that uh, I said them all, the ones that I knew about last week. And there's uh, nothing I can think of this week. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, me either. But there we go. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Break. You will be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynch Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. 
It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we're going to talk today about how well do you know your money? This is an article that was in the AARP magazine, and it's really not so much about um, a yes or no answer or multiple choices. It's more about some things that you might want to think about as far as your money is concerned. So the first one is how does your money coming in compare to your expenses? And for this, it's, it's a, a question about your literacy relevant to cash flow, which is a term that people may not be familiar with, but it's basically that. It's what comes in and what goes out. And so when you're looking at this, you say the, the point is how do you dive deeper into this, which is the way this article is constructed. If you don't have retirement savings, add up what you receive each month from Social Security, a pension, or work. Then review several months of credit card and bank statements to total up your outlays. Subtract average monthly spending from average income. You don't want the result to be negative. I think you know that. And that would be what is considered negative cash flow. So you always want to see that you're bringing in at least as much, preferably more than what you're spending. So this is another question about it. Are you tapping into your investments for income? To improve the odds that you won't run out of money, withdraw no more than 4% of retirement savings per year to meet your spending needs, recommends Patrick Carney, a financial advisor in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Now, let me just say, I'll add my two cents in on this. 4% has been kind of like uh, the benchmark since the early 60s when a a guy named Bill, I don't know if you pronounce his name, Benjen or Bengen, I think it's Benjen, came up with this incredible article where he looked at – years and years of spending in retirement versus how much money your, in, your investments can make. And he came up with this 4%, which is really not 100% correct. And even he has come back with updates to this because in down markets like we have now, where it's flat, if not losing money, 4% sounds like a reasonable rate, but if you start withdrawing 4% when the value of your investments keep going down, that could end up shortening the span of time that your investments can hold you in retirement. So it's not a hard, fast rule by any means, but it's an average, and it says if you average 4% on your investments, uh, withdrawing 4%, you should be okay. 
lots of caveats attached to that. But so I say when he says 4%, that's a gross generalization. Yeah. Okay. If, if the cost of shelter, food, and health care leaves you little or no cash for anything else, consider making major changes, such as trading down to a smaller dwelling, and take a hard look at your discretionary spending. That's another biggie. Ask yourself, are those categories I want to be spending money on? And if not, how do I change my patterns? One of those things that I think a lot of people who are 70 or older, and maybe it's younger than that, actually in the 50s, but once you become a grandparent, there's a lot of discretionary spending that goes on there for that grandchild. So mm-hmm. not saying you shouldn't, but I'm just saying you want to keep your eye on that number because you should set yourself a limit. It can mean that you can't do a lot of other things, especially if you're on a fixed income. Okay, number two, if you were to sell your home right now, how much cash would you walk away with? And it's a measure of your what they call home wealth. So you may be counting on a home sale to supercharge your retirement savings, buy your next home, or pay for long-term care. But the amount you'd actually get when you sell may be very different from the estimate you see online. And that is so true. I mean, with some of those online, you know, the Zillows and the... Oh, yeah. They're so inflated. They're insane. And people take them for full value and say, yeah, that's... I can get 400000 for this house. I don't think so, but okay. Anyway, they suggest that you ask a local broker for an analysis based on recent sales. You call them comps, right? Recent sales would be comps, yes. Yeah. So subtract that value from your mortgage balance and any other housing debt, meaning if you have lines of credit that you've used or home equity loans, any of that stuff, you have to also include those as something that would get paid back when you sell the house. And the result is what we call home equity. Um, they say expect to spend 9 to 10% of your sales price on commission, closing, and other costs. You think that's reasonable? How much? 9%? 9 to 10% of your sales price on commissions, closing, and other costs. I usually, I don't know, that might be high. I usually, I think we usually rule of thumb go 6 to 7%, but maybe it is higher now. I haven't done, done anything in a while. Okay. That could be. That could be. Okay. Um, and then they talk about the fact that, uh, that you have the home equity um, exclusion if you're over a certain age, uh, that 250000 uh, from the sales free from federal taxes, and that's 500000 for couples. So that's, a, that's good because there's always capital gains you might have to pay if you don't put it back into another house. That's a big caveat, which is mentioned here. But, but okay. Doesn't it, doesn't, is that true that you have to have another house under contract or in the process before you can get that? Or, or no, you, it, it doesn't... No. no, you have a certain amount of time. That I think so it's two years that you can roll it over. Okay. okay. So it may it may have been that at some point, but 
my understanding at this point is that you have a time frame in which you can park the money and then use it and still get that credit. Okay. Okay. Your water heater just died, and it'll be $1,500 to replace it. Are you panicking? So that comes under what's called cash reserves or emergency funds. And the point is that how much extra money do you have in the bank other than the working cash you need to get through the month? Ideally, this extra cash is in a separate account that you'd be less likely to dip into. And I always tell people that that emergency fund, at the very minimum, should be invested in some kind of a money market fund where you have a limited number of checks you can write every month without penalties. That's just a good way of ensuring that you're not dipping into it, you know, for all these excess amounts. Something like this, a water heater, perfect example. That's when you would use it. Then what is the highest interest rate you're paying on your debt? And my only problem with this is that, of course, they talk about trying to find that the least expensive credit cards, and there's so many different places that you can go online to find it. Um, Nerd Wallet is one, Nerd Wallet, and they will help you shop for the cheapest one, the lowest interest rate, blah, blah, blah. That's fine if you are not someone who continuously uses your credit cards as an extension of your income because you will always have a balance. So if you pay your balance off every month, it makes no difference what your interest rates are on the credit card. But if you're someone who carries a balance, then you'd want to have the lowest rate you possibly can. And, right. and that's something that people don't understand. They think it's once and done. That's the same problem they do with home equity loans. They gather all their, their credit card debt, throw it into one, pay a, a premium, a pay a monthly interest payment, but then they're also running up the credit cards again. So it doesn't solve the problem. So that we can't do. Um, when you saw your final income tax bill or refund this year, was the amount far different from what you expected? And this comes under what they call tax management. I don't know that it's a whole lot of tax management, but I think the fact is that most people look forward to a refund. And what they don't understand about the refund is that they're giving the federal government an interest-free loan for at least a year or more if you're on extension, and then you get a refund. It would be much easier if you just put less in in your taxes than during the course of the year than getting a refund. But a lot of people look at it like it's a savings account and they get a bonus at the end of the year. Okay, fine. If that's, that's the way you want to be, that's the way that it helps you to get money to do other things, fine. But, but know that there are other ways to do that. And it's just, it drives me crazy to see people get, back in tax refunds when you don't need to have that money. You can do it in many other ways and during the course of the year and save the same amount of money. Enough said. Off the soapbox. Okay. Um, (laughs) If your house burns down, how much money will you receive from your insurer? This is called asset protection. And 
the point is that uh, you want to get something that's called replacement cost on your homeowner's insurance. If you don't have it, then you have a real problem because you have to cover at least 80% of your home's reconstruction costs, not the market value. That's very important. If you don't have that coverage on your homeowner's insurance, then you could end up coming out of pocket for a lot of what you want to replace the house that burned. So please remember that. Very 80% replacement costs. Very, very important. And the rest of it is something we can talk about another time. But in any event, you're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back with our guest expert, Leah Genicopoulos from ERA1 Real Estate. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, Uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And joining us today would be the lovely Leah Jenikopoulos, who is a realtor with ERA One Source Realty. And as we all know, because we've talked about it before, Leah is working on becoming a broker. And I think that should be pretty soon, right, Lee, which we'll talk about in a minute. And um, yep. ERA is uh, has about 
six offices in 10 counties and about almost 100 agents or so and going strong. So Leah, welcome back. And yeah, not too much longer, right? You'll be, we'll be, you'll be brokered up. Yeah, hopefully by the end of uh, May or the beginning of June. Just waiting on oh uh, God. one more certificate and there we go. Yep. So, that, congratulations. Yeah. I did not know anything about this. This is wonderful. Yeah, I'm almost done, and I'm pretty excited about it. So all is good. going well. Wonderful. Yep. Well, congratulations. It. It's all good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> So what do you have to tell us about the real estate market in northeastern Pennsylvania? So I started doing a little research the other night, and I stumbled upon a chart from one of the finance websites, and it went back to the year of 1975. And it was an article about interest rates and how, you know, everybody's like, back in shock about them going up and all of that and it's kind of like we got so used to those awesome rates in 2020 Mm -hmm. and 2021 and a little bit of what carried through in 2022 but I started to laugh because I'm, I'm looking through the chart and it said the title of the article was those rates weren't gonna last and rent is still a hundred percent it was pretty catchy obviously caught my eye great article on one of the finance websites and I was looking and you know just browsing and so in 1975 the average 30-year rate was 9% and then it dropped a little bit in 77 and 76 to 8.5 and or yeah 8.8 and then 8.7 and then in 1979 it skyrocketed to 11.2 and in the 1980 it was 13.7 and in 1981 it was almost 17% Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's, you know, crazy to think at one point that was it. And then they dropped down after that huge hike in 81 in 1986 down to almost a little over 10%. And then they finally went into the seventh in 1993, back down into the sixes for the first time ever in 1998. But when I say the sixes, 6.94 was what the rate was. <laughs> they jumped back up into the high sevens, back up to the eighth. In 2003, went down to 5.8, jumped all the way back up to the sixes. And then in 2010, they dropped to 4.69, 4.4. 2012, though, no one talks about this. It's at 3.6. And then they jumped back up for 2014, 2015, 16, 17. They hung in the fours all the way until 2019. And then 3.10 was the best. I'm sorry, was 2020. And then the average was 2.96 in 2021. And now for the average of 2022 was 5.4. And now we're hovering around 6.35 as the average for 2023. Now, I find that to be very interesting. I don't know if you guys do, but I could say one thing. I am very grateful that the rate is not 16.94 right now. <laughs> well, you know yes. what, though, Leah, I can tell you because I was not, and Lynn would know this too, but I don't think Lynn was doing her business now that she is doing then, that she is now. 
But I was in the banking world back then in the 80s. I started in 1980 uh, when I left nursing school because I was there seven months. It took the accelerated program to finish. But um, <laughs> then I went into banking because I didn't want to be a nurse. And then I, I went through all of that and went through it. Now, not only were the interest rates high and interest on any kind of loan, but the savings rates and the certificate of deposit rates. There were annual yields and certificates of deposit of over 21% interest yep. on your money. So yep. as much as we paid out big money to, buy, to lend, we also were making lots more on the interest level. Um, that's just right. what happens. It goes hand in hand. But Leah, I would love to know, and I wonder if there's a way you can see this, how many people... What, what, what was the housing market like when those rates were at 16 17%? I'd love to know what the mortgage percentage of people who actually bought at that kind of a rate, if, if it was affected at all in, and I'm sure it was, but I would, wouldn't you love to know that statistic? What, what was the percentages of houses that had to be, that were purchased on those with those type of rates, those kind of loans? That that would be amazing to know. Oh right, I mean right off the bat, I'll never forget. I mean I guess it goes back to the fact of like it's so true. Even just like when you look at like fashion and what's coming back for this summer, and it's like I mean I, I'm starting to sound like my mom because there's stuff that's <laughs> coming back here that I remember I was wearing big belts and like all that and like I'm like oh my god I can't believe that I wore that in high school and I'm just like oh my god I'm dating myself but not even that I mean I guess the slogan is true history really does repeat itself like you know this is a cycle and and this is the thing I think so many people right now are panicked about these rates and and I guess the message too is like stop panicking because the article is correct at the end of the day you're still renting and that's a hundred percent interest you're never getting that back Mhm. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. something to really think about. Like at the end of the day, yeah, you could rent or you could buy a house at a 6.6% interest, but at least that house you're going to get money out of it one day. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Where where you're renting and you're not. You know, you know you're not getting anything out of that. No. I mean, you're kind of st- that is really the um the the honest truth about rent versus, you know, you're paying all that money to just for that purpose, and you're not getting anything out of it. I mean, you are getting something. It's a place to live, and, you you know, you don't have to worry about taxes and all the other stuff, but you don't have anything that's of worth of any, like, real value at the end versus something that you would own. So, Lisa, exactly. uh, Lisa. Leah, how about that? Your name, Lisa. Now, Leah, tell me what? How are we doing with the levels lately? Of um, how are we at with um, appraisals and values of property? Are they? Are they? How? What do you see happening in your world? Are there many that don't appraise at what you think they are? Or are they? What's happening there? No, I mean, the appraisals aren't as bad. Some of them are. I mean, there, it's, I have to say it's been a 50-50 split, believe it or not, of appraising and not appraising because it, it all depends on what it is. Like, we have a house that right now I have 
I have the buyers saying that no matter what happens to it, they will pay and bring the difference because they put an offer in at $83,000 over ask. Hmm. Yeah. So, wow. like, I mean, yeah, like, right. Like, that's, that's wild. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the market's still pretty hot, huh? Well, right. Yeah, and no, I mean, it's like a beautiful house, new construction, like, you know, gorgeous. It had, it was gorgeous. But I mean, still I had six offers on it. So again, that goes back to like the last time we spoke. It, yes, it's Mm -hmm. still hot. It's still crazy. Leah, how about the, um, um, the inventory? How's that? How is that these days? Awful. Terrible. I mean, (laughs) I, you know, stuff is definitely coming on. We're getting stuff, but it's still, it's still crazy. Like we listed a house a couple of days ago in Clark Summit and, you know, showing started and it's like my phone hasn't stopped. I mean, it's a great feeling and it's, it's good and I'm happy for everybody involved. But, you know, I mean, now granted, we'll see how many people want to put an offer in. But at the same time, we already have 14 showings on it because it's Clark Summit. Wow. Wow. You know, and I had one of my buyers that went through it and they're like, not even that great. You know, they were like laughing. They're like, "Well, we're desperate, and we need the Clark Summit School District." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think a lot of people did that whole like take a break last year and rent and see what happens. And it's you know, and they're like, "Okay, we rented. Like this is not as fun as we thought it was going to be." And so, like, they want they want their own house. Like, they want to make you know. And you know, I was watching something a couple days ago. Um, it was a real estate, um, another realtor podcast, and we were they were talking like owning a house, no matter if you're coming, if you co- you're coming from another country, whatever, or if you've lived here, it is the American dream to own your own house and have your own house. That's a huge accomplishment, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think as long as it, there's no doubt about it that the the. Everybody wants it. I, what I want to know, though, Leah, what is the difference now? We talked about this too, real quickly. The, the millennial buying and the and the younger people are they still interested in buying, or is the rental just as hot? Mm. So it all depends. I think it's depending on where and what they're where they're renting. Um, you know, I actually was approached by a newer couple. Um, they're getting married and they're renting and they loved it for the time being. But, you know, it's, I think they're seeing what they're paying. And I think, you know, too, this is the thing. Like they, and they said, they're like, we love our landlord. We love where we live. We love all of that. That's not the issue. But she's like, once they started the pre-approval process and started doing all of that and seeing like, oh my gosh, what we're paying in rent. Granted, they're splitting it. But she's like, what we're paying in rent, she's like, we could, I could have, like, almost a $400,000 house, like, you know? So I think, like, once they start seeing that, that gets them, like, wow, like, you know, time to, like, and they did it. And, you know, I think, too, once, like, you, you come from a, one, especially these beautiful luxury downtown apartments, they have everything. They have stainless steel. They have granite. They have quartz. They have walk-in tile showers. You get used to that. So then you want that in your house, you know? So there's, mm-hmm. I feel like there's just, like, a lot sometimes that goes on when, 
when yeah. you're looking and you're trying to find the perfect house. And I think that is a big part of the whole millennial process because they're so used to living in these beautiful apartments. So now they want their house to look like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and they can't afford can't it, right? Yeah, but they can't. Well, they, right. I mean, they, I guess it all depends on their job and everything like that. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's not necessarily that what that's not necessarily right, the norm, to walk into that. No. <laughs> no. There we go. All right. Well, Leah, how can anyone out there listening get in touch with you, ma'am? You can call me personally on my cell phone at 570-947-9250, or you can call the office for any of our agents at 570-587-9999, or find us on social media, ERA One Source Realty, ERA the number one, or our website, eratheNumberOne.com. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us with lots of good information. Leah, congratulations on um, your almost uh, – broker uh, license, but real soon, by the next time we talk to you, maybe you'll have it. Hopefully. Yay. All right. Well, everyone else, thank you for listening. Happy, happy, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, all the moms who who, uh, act as moms and just wonderful ladies in the lives of so many people. Happy Mother's Day. And um, we will be, we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. 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 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.